What is up, wrestling community? This is It's Real to Me. We're here. We're live. I am your host, Trevor Truitt of It's Real to Me. And across from me is your host of The War Room, your host of The Ark of Rock. Yeah, Jared Cornelius. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited about tonight's topic. I'm ready to get into it. I got a fucking laptop. This isn't just uh, some kind of... Uh, we're not just shooting it off in the air. Yeah, right? we're not just shooting it off in the air tonight. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm really excited uh, to... We got uh, facts. Cold, hot facts. Yeah, uh, so... Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm ready to get right into it whenever you are, Trevor. I mean, like, I don't even know what's going I on. I have Google ready at my disposal just in case. Uh, I've been fucking watching Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Is it, this is, this is going to be over Hulk Hogan's heel turn. The, I mean, I would say the biggest heel turn in history. I mean, it was it was iconic. Uh, I mean, probably the most significant at that time. Oh, I mean, for sure. I think even today, as far as launching a group into stratosphere, launching a fucking company, changing what wrestling oh, was. Because, dude, at that point, there wasn't any. Everybody thought Hulk Hogan was too much of a company man. First of all, the way they thought that, obviously, when they he was a good guy. Nobody ever thought he would leave the WWF oh, no. at that time. Yeah. And uh, but like he was always the good guy. He was never Red a guy that could go. Yes, eat your vitamins, your say your fucking prayers. prayers. Yeah, say I mean he prayers. was he was a hero. He was fucking like he is the biggest, and I still think to this day he biggest superstar in wrestling history because. I know everybody's saying, "Oh well, you know, you had you had Stone Cold, yeah, yeah, you had The Rock, yeah, yeah, John Cena, what? Okay, you had all those guys, Triple H, all of them, and all of them have been great stars, but n- none like Hulk Hogan when he was like the only one that like you knew, like you know, you had Ric Flair, you had Andre the Giant. John Cena's the, tough. John Cena is like as far as star and really molded what wrestling is today and how people oh, yeah. did it. It was just insane. So He's the biggest superstar in wrestling history, oh, for sure. For sure. He's uh, the reason that WWF, which what is now the oh, WWE, the is the reason that it went anywhere because yeah. he was... I mean, everybody in those uh, indie wrestling uh, promotions, uh, they all knew he was going to be oh, huge. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's why Vince... Was able to get him to uh, come and help basically jumpstart what is now the WWE. And, uh, I mean, that's history, folks. I mean, that's it for tonight. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're out of here. <laughs> no, but, uh, so, yeah, tonight's episode is about Hulk Hogan heel turn. It's honestly um, fitting that we do Hulk Hogan episode one. It is. One. I mean, it's the, it's, it's the start of what, I mean, obviously wrestling was around before that, but it didn't blow up. I mean, he was like fucking Superman for fucking an, an entire sport. Uh I mean, just just great, you know. So, I do want to get started in, uh, you know, I, I want to, you know, mainly go over his heel turn, uh, you know, leading up to it and stuff like that. So I don't want to spend too much time in the beginning, but I am gonna, you know, you gotta have a, hey, you gotta have a start to a story. Uh, so we're gonna start out in uh, about the middle of 1993. He uh, was still with WWE. Uh, it was kind of like at the end of his run there, and him and Vince McMahon, uh, you know, they just kind of had a meeting and. I think it was more like Vince McMahon didn't want to like fire him and he didn't want him to leave, but he was like, "Hey, like you're not going to be the guy anymore. We got these new guys. This is when Shawn Michaels is coming. This is when Bret Hart's coming in. You got Hunter Hearst Helmsley coming in, not too far behind him. 
guys like that. They were just Yokozuna, the, the, who was actually yeah pegged to be a big star. Yeah. Everybody thought he was gonna, which they put it, they put the belt on him. Yeah, which yeah. obviously in a famous Hulk Hogan match, yeah. Yokozuna beat yeah. Bret Hart, and I'm sure Bret Hart was pleased about that. Oh yeah, as bitch. he always was. But like, and then Hulk Hogan comes out and wins it, and I think honestly to me. Out of all the match, all the times he won the belt, that might be the weakest. It's just kind of yeah. like, really, Hulk Hogan's gonna come out and get a title shot right then and there, and he's wearing cowboy uh, boots, that yellow is, cowboy yeah. boots. Yeah. And then he didn't he lose the title like really quick after yeah. that, or did he? Well, he might have held it for a while after that. I can't remember if in that reign if he held it for that long because I know obviously when he. That, I think that Yokozuna Bret Hart main event at WrestleMania was right. Around the end of Hulk Hogan's uh, run with WWE. the WWF, correct? Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. I'm just no, no, you're filling good. in some blanks because I know that that was around that time, and I just yeah, because it was like, like I said, it was like you know middle in 1993, and they just kind of had like a hey, we got a new reign coming in. You're not going to be the guy, and Hulk Hogan at that time was just starting a TV show called Thunder in Paradise, and he kind of thought that he was done with wrestling like you know him and Vince parted ways he thought he was done with wrestling you know wanted to get into like TV yeah he thought he was going to be the shit. next fucking big movie star uh, which you know to his credit he did uh, quite a big movies back then so you know that got started and then he goes on to Thunder in Paradise and I think he had like a match after that outside of the WWE was in like uh, his last match was like in Japan uh, I think I have it done here January 1994 but then from then till you know June, he was doing Thunder in Paradise uh, in, like, WCW was literally right, was recorded right next to Thunder in Paradise, like, in the same fucking, right, in, right across the fucking street, basically, in the same studio, or a different studio, but, so he, at this time, Eric Bischoff is there, and he's coming over, and uh, since they were connected, you know, he's talking to him, and he's just trying to convince him, like, he wants him to come back to wrestling, He he's, at this time, in charge of WCW, and he wants him to come back. He wants, he's trying to get Hulk Hogan. He's trying all he can, and Hulk Hogan's just, no, no, he doesn't want to do it. So then Ric Flair was over in WCW, so he brought Ric Flair with him. Ric Flair, after I think like it was like six months, had convinced him to finally uh, come back to wrestling. And uh, But the way they did it, like, so like back then it was just different. Like a lot of times nowadays guys will just show up and be there. Where this was like a buildup. Where like they went over to Thunder in Paradise and they were like interviewing him while he was on the show and kind of like that got him publicity and then you know the news broke he signed he brought all his boy Jimmy Hart with him and uh, I think it was uh, let's see I have here his first WCW appearance <laughs> I got my fucking notes the, here I you know what it's funny I was like Thunder in Paradise that but that lasted one season it did yeah yeah it for did. anyone wondering yeah. it was yeah, it was a uh, Hulk Hogan. Chris Lemon and Carol yeah. Alt. Yep. And uh, uh, it was from the creators of Baywatch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one season. Uh, I would say I don't know if it was it took a lot of convincing from old Rick. Well, to go back to wrestling. I think his his <laughs> more was. Uh, I know. He was thought he could do other stuff as well, and I think part of the reason he quit they quit that show is because he decided uh, he was going to go back to wrestling. So he decided he's going to go back to wrestling. Makes his first uh, appearance on June 23rd, 1994. He's basically just a bunch of promos. They saw him, like, driving up in a limo, fucking police escorting him. Gets out there. But the kind of the issue was is, like, where this pay-per-view was. Uh, was Bash of the Beach? No, this was before Bash of the Beach. This was, uh, I believe, Clash of Champions. 
I think so. I don't have that one down. But anyway, so they, I know that the pay-per-view was in South Carolina, and by anybody who watched wrestling then or knew that they had territories in North Carolina, South Carolina. That was flair country. I mean, that was fucking – And you're talking this was Hulk flair. Hogan's first uh, – WCW appearance. WCW appearance. It would have been – I'm be looking it up. Hey, everybody, we're actually doing – We are. Legit sh- let me look it up real quick. First WCW appearance – because it's different from match, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't fight. I want to say he was Clash of Champions, I thought. It was Bash at the Beach, 94. That's what I was no, saying. That's when yeah, he, that's it when says Hulk up. Hogan's first match in WCW happened oh, at Bash at the ba- Beach. Yeah, but okay. But the apex of Hogan's debut in WCW came at Bash at the Beach in 94. There was a there was He a faced against Ric Flair. Before that, that he was on. He wasn't in wrestle. He was on because he challenged Ric Flair at Bash at the Beach. In his in his first fucking first of all in his first match in WCW was literally WCW title which is is insane. Oh, it's Hulk Hogan. It is Hulk Hogan, and that's the thing too is also you know he had the privilege of what a lot of people don't, and that was complete control of his character, which most people don't get that. They don't you know that means if they say hey you're gonna be a heel, he says fuck you. Guess what? He's not gonna be a heel. So I that's a, that's a big detail that you know is gonna come into play later for sure. Um. So, you know, he does that. Then he goes out and fucking beats Ric Flair for the WCW title. He uh, goes out and g- goes out and beats him. So, obviously, it's clear at this point in time that WCW is, they're like, they're on the Hulkamania. Because, I mean, you know, he, he the, the red and yellow kind of lost its heat. But it brought it back a little bit because he came back to wrestling. Um, so, people were still... You know, when he won the title, they were pretty happy about it there. It was, like I said, it wasn't in Carolina. This was in Florida when they did it, so it was in a different territory. Um, but uh, so, they, you know, everybody was happy. He comes back, and obviously they're giving him a huge push. I mean, if you've got to win the title on your first thing, they're just jumping on the Hulkamania train, and they want it to fucking ride it till the wheels fall off. And uh, so that goes on, and then he holds the title till it ended up being uh, – <coughs> So he wins it in 94, and he loses it in a DQ at uh, another pay-per-view. So he loses it in a DQ. He used it in DQ because he was facing the fucking giant, or that the big show, as everybody would know him. Lost it because Jimmy Hart got involved. So then they vacated the title and put it up for grabs in a 60-man battle royal, <laughs> which is insane. 60 a 60-man battle royal is fucking insane. Uh yeah, so then Randy Savage ended up winning it. Uh, but actually, Hulk Hogan never really even got eliminated. The ref just saw him outside of the ring and assumed he went over the top rope, and he never actually got eliminated. So there's a little a tidbit of uh, knowledge for you there if you didn't know that. Um, God, that WCW World Heavyweight Championship is the <sighs> nicest fucking – it's so the fucking best belt nice. ever made. So fucking nice. It's probably the nicest championship belt ever. It it's better than any boxing one. It's better than any UFC belt. I like the, the I like the Walter World Weight oh, Belt. The, the big, big gold, gold is the best man. Came out. It was uh, that day. Of a fun fact: it debuted in 1986, <laughs> and uh, Ric Flair was the first to hold it. Hulk Hogan held it six times, had the longest reign, and Chris Jericho was the last to hold the yep. WCW before World they Heavyweight before they you know merged. You know, maybe we'll, we'll do a uh, fall of a uh, WCW. Oh, there's going to be. Day. I mean, there's yeah. There's so much, so much to get into. Uh, I mean, as far as subjects, it's endless. Um, then, uh, so, then after he loses the title, he kind of just goes through some other matches, and he has a, uh, 
has a, a feud, and there was like there was actually like a group with Ke- uh, Kevin Sullivan who like I, th- I think it was like the str- I can't remember what it was the three stages of pain or some shit like that. It's some group that he was in, and it was specifically just to uh, try to take down Hulkamania. Like that was their uh, that was their goal. So it was kind of crazy that they were doing that. But so you go. Okay, s- so Trevor, I just wanted to clarify. I'm sorry for interrupting. Hulk Hogan's first appearance, he inter- he saved Sting from Ric Flair at Clash of the Champions. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then his first match was Clash right, of the yeah. Beach. That's where I was confused. I knew that he, d- like, appeared at one and wasn't at the other. So he did that, and uh, then, like, you know, he just kind of went through a couple feuds here and there, and they weren't just – it was just the red and yellow at this point was just getting really – like, everybody had seen it. And, you know, you have different types of wrestling fans. You guys have people who are like – want to see the guy, you know, change his gimmick. And there's some people that just loved Hulkamania. They love the good guy. They were always going to love that guy. It's kind of like me. I'm a, I'm a John Cena good guy. I just don't ever think you should be heel. Uh, you know, some people think you should be heel. You know, that's your opinion. But most people were kind of tired of the red and yellow, and they'd seen it, and they knew what they were getting, and it was still, you know, Hulk Hogan, but it just wasn't the same pop as it used to have. I think a lot of that was because I think that was the first time in history where people actually – Wanted to see something different. Yeah, because they just they just seen the you know same from thing. crowd interaction wasn't the you know because in the eighties eighties wrestling is so much different. It's character based. Oh yeah, it's good sure. guy overcoming yeah. Yeah, bad, yeah. or and like and they did it well. I do respect the way that wrestling because I do think that they took it super serious and they were like, you know, and I think they took it super serious and. um I do respect character-based wrestling, and it kind of helps, like, because obviously we all know that it's a work, like, wrestling is work, like, we all know that it's, uh, you know, it's it's definitely real, but it's, like, you know, it's it's a fixed outcome with, like, real damage and everything like that. Yeah, you have to tell a story. And it's a story. Exactly. It's literally, like, if you watched a movie in real life, and, like, it's a violent action movie, and you're seeing it in real life. And you're watching these guys do the actual stunts in real life. So, I, uh, so, it. I just think with the '80s, the good guys were the good guys, and then you had the bad guys who you wanted to see the good guys kick their ass. I think whenever wrestling turned into what it turned into, where you know, oh, there's another brand. There's on. T- it's on TV. It's more accessible. Uh, you know. Yeah, but here's the thing. Hulk Hogan was a champion a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people probably got tired of it. A lot back then, if you were the champion, you made more money than everybody. Oh, yeah. So, like, you wanted to uh, get TV time. It was like whenever fucking. Uh, what's his fucking nuts? Oh, I can't. Jesse Ventura was fucking like uh, he was going off on. Or he was trying to start a union at one point. <laughs> because a he wanted everybody, union? everybody to make the same amount of money, and Hulk Hogan was like, "Fuck you! I'm the champion. Like, I sh- I want to make more than everybody. Like, what do you mean?" So Hulk Hogan like told on him <laughs> to fucking Vince, Jesse Ventura and Hulk Hogan, respectively, both ripped their characters off of Superstar Billy yeah. Graham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which, if everybody out there's sure. listening, I know this is Trevor's show, and I would never rock the boat. But I suggest that we do Superstar Billy Graham winning the title from. I want to do that story. Oh, we will eventually. I just thought that you know him winning the title from Bruno San Martino, oh. the first time someone got put over by the best of the best. Yeah. But continue what you were saying, my friend. 
Right. I'm just saying. So what we were saying is Hulk Hogan was literally the face of wrestling for, what, a decade? Yeah, and he was doing the same thing over and, and over. It was and it was just working. the same thing. It was working, it was but it was big just like, build up, right. overcoming. It was King Kong Bundy. Yeah. It was Andre the Giant. It was fucking the ultimate. Wa- no, he lost the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ultimate warrior kind of sucked, but, you know, rest in peace. Just saying. Anyway, go ahead, Trevor. I love the ultimate. Is that a hot? Th- Trevor, he I could wrestle him. for two minutes. It's the best two minutes you've ever seen. No, it's oh, not. The best two minutes you've ever He's seen. literally just Goldberg. Uh, no, he could wrestle for longer than that. No. He had good matches. I literally heard Hulk Hogan himself, the man we're speaking about today, say the ultimate warrior hat was good for a 10-minute match. But it literally couldn't go any longer because he used so much energy doing well, he's the fucking, fucking <sighs> running or <around>. Yeah. <sighs> Once he finally returned to fucking WWE, he fucking dies the next night. He's doing blow, and you know he did it for all time's sake. "Ah, (laughs) I got it, boys. And then some steroids, but didn't lift. Sometimes that you ever do steroids and not lift? You know what I mean? Sometimes that trains at the end of the tracks, boys. I knew some guys that fucking. You ever do that? Steroids? Yeah. No. You never did it and then not lift. No. You just do it like get fucked up. No. Me either. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so he fucking they like his last match really with WCW before the NWO turn was uh he was in a two on eight <laughs> handicap match in a fucking doomsday match, which is a triple layer cage. And they had to like start at the top and fight their way down and ended up winning somehow. You know, of course, him and fucking Macho Man Randy Savage took on eight other guys in a fucking triple layer cage and won. That's the only thing about WCW. They had some crazy matches. Like, they just had some crazy fucking. Like, well, War Games was, uh, like, yeah. with the double ring. Mm-hmm. Like, that was uh, that was WCW. Yeah. That's a crazy that was concept. Dusty Rhodes fucking Did created that. Okay, so I have a question. Was WCW. God, I feel like I'm. Was WCW. Like, were they the ones that did the bare knuckle tournament, or was that WWE? Like, the actual uh, boxers, like, fighting, like, they actually had boxing matches. No, because JBL was in it. Never mind. That's yeah, so I think it was WWE. That was bad. 2000s. But, you know, anyway. I think they were doing shit like that to compete with WCW, though. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like, this, they would have some crazy matches. I mean, just crazy, like, triple A or cage. 60-man battle. At one point, they have a... I don't remember what the match is exactly 60-man. They're they all had, in there at the same time? I, I can't remember what the pay-per-view was called. Yeah. And they had... 63 rings. Like, one right here, one right here, one right here. And there was 30 in each one. It was a 30-man battle royal, like, rumble. And they would all fight. And whoever won out of each ring, they would all get in the middle ring and then throw each other out. It was insane. Uh... 90 guys, having that many people on a roster uh, that are just straight men to throw out there is insane. Uh, anyway, that being said, so the crazy match. So after that, uh, they won, but, like, it just – the same pop wasn't there, and uh, they – you know, he decided he's going to go away to Hollywood, try to film some more movies, give his character a break, because, you know, sometimes that does work. You know, even if you're doing the same gimmick, you just give it a little break, come back. People – you'll get that initial cheer. Will you keep it? You know, who knows? But uh, that's the object. Um, so then he goes away. Uh, by this time, like, Eric Bischoff, for like a year, had been trying to convince him to be a heel, to try to be a heel. And he was just like not having it. Like he didn't want to do it. And he was just like, no, like, you know, until you've mocked, walked a mile in my boots, you don't know what it is, brother. Like fucking just all that shit. Like it doesn't work for me, brother. That was his you know, catchphrase when he didn't want to do something. Doesn't work for me, brother. 
So, you know, that goes on. Eric Bischoff is trying to convince him he doesn't want to do it. Uh, and, like, then, you know, fucking May 27th, 1996, uh, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, R.I.P., shows up in the WCW crowd. Uh, literally had just gotten off a fucking WWE contract, like, two or three days before. Um, nobody knew that he was out of a contract. They thought he was still employed at WWE. Shows up. You know, security guards, like, come out there, think he, act, they're, like, playing up the show, and, like, he shows them their tickets, he sits there, and then he ends up coming out, getting in the ring, you know, talking, saying that, uh, you know, they're here to invade, and everybody's, like, at this point, like I said, in back then, it was great, because you didn't have fucking Twitter, and you didn't have all that bullshit that was, like, oh, this is the rumor, Scott Hall's gonna show up tonight, so there was none of that, so the storylines were so much more believable. Uh, so, like, it literally looked like he was there to invade WCW, and, like, people were like, fucking Vince McMahon sent this guy to fucking invade WCW? Like, that's insane. But, like, I mean, it was believable then. Um, so, you know, they show up, or he shows up, comes out there every week, goes through the crowd, he's in street clothes, they had real cops, that's another thing, too, is, like, you know, sometimes in in wrestling, the, the small, little bitty things you don't think mean anything, in the history or like, oh, that was good. Like they didn't have Joe Blow out there who's gonna be a wrestler in two years being the security guard. Like it was like a legit cop with a fucking gun and everything out there, like ready to fucking escort him out. So they fucking escort him out every time. Then, you know, he shows up again, he says he's bringing somebody else with him. Uh well that somebody else is fucking uh Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Kevin Nash, uh one of my he's one of my favorites. Honestly, he's he, Scott Hall's one of my favorites too. But Kevin Nash, I don't know why he's just—he's really cool. Even uh, every I time always he, thought he was every cool. time he would come back, even though I knew he probably wasn't gonna be good in a Royal Rumble, I'm like, ah, you just get that fucking that diesel. I, I mean, oh. I thought he was cool. Was he a great wrestler? No, no great on the mic. Yeah, great on yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah. Great mind of the wrestling business for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I always liked him. I I mean. Like I said, one of my favorites. I liked Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's got all school shit. So, you know, they show up. And then, uh, then you know, so then Vince McMahon actually fucking files a lawsuit uh, towards them. Even though they were using uh, their real names. They weren't using the WWE names. But they s- try to sue him for likeness of, like, uh, S- Scott Hall is Scott Hall, but he's acting like Razor Ramon. In the, uh, that didn't go very far because I'm pretty sure they probably got that. And they're like, this guy's suing because another guy's acting like somebody in a fucking wrestling show. Get the get the fuck out of here! Like they're probably like, shut the fuck up. We're not entertaining this in real court. What are you talking about? Get the <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Shut the uh, fuck up. Listen, guys, <laughs> to court to the legal system, this isn't real. <laughs> so no, your your wrestling uh, shit isn't. Uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> So they dropped that pretty quick, but then after that, they kind of came out and like said in a in a episode of WCW, and they were like saying they're not from WWE, uh, but they were ready for a war, and they had they kept saying they kept teasing this one extra person they had, and they were bringing them. So then you know that kind of I don't want to say took the fucking air out of the sail, but uh, it made the story less believable because like if you at that point you had thought hey, Jesus. Uh, but so it didn't, it made it, 
less believable because you at one point you thought they were from WWE and you thought they were sent there to fucking take down WCW and it's like a real war. And then you kind of find out they're not. But so then Eric Bischoff, one of the fucking best heels ever, which I've thought about that the other day. I was like, he should have been on our fucking list for heels because he's a fucking good heel. But one of the uh, most brilliant wrestling minds ever, uh, you know, has to. Uh, I hated him. I did, too. Especially when he aligned himself with Edge and John Cena, and not when he got taken out of the garbage truck. Oh, I was like, yes, yes, he's gone, Eric Bischoff, you're fired. Or whenever on ECW One Night Stand, he got that shit kicked out of him, and then they like put him on the train, like they beat the shit out of him and threw him on a train. Remember when they, I don't know why, I just remember that at one time at ECW, one night stand, JBL was in the fucking booth, and he's got a fucking, he's drinking like a beer or something like up there in there, and, and uh, I can't remember what they said, they're like, JBL, you're nothing, and somebody's like talking to him in the ring, and it's ECW guy, and he's like, JBL, you're nothing but a great big pussy, and he just <laughs> spits out his fucking beer. God. Good fucking times. But anyway, Eric Bischoff. It's kind of, you know, the story's been kind of aired out a little bit, so it's not as good, so he's got to figure out something else to do to keep the storyline going up. Because, I mean, the fucking Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the outsiders, maybe collectively the two most important the most important duo in WCW history. I mean, they fucking, they started that story. Hulk Hogan joined it and obviously took it to where it went, but they started that story. Um so he's 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 gonna align them. He's still gonna act like they're the outsiders. So he's gonna have them facing. They've been teasing this third person. So they're gonna put him up the WCW best. He's gonna put him up against Macho Man Randy Savage. He's gonna be against Lex Luger. He's gonna be against the Stinger and uh, the the blonde haired Stinger too, not the Crow Stinger. Which you know, honestly, I don't think gets enough love. Uh, he was fucking athletic as shit back in the day. Uh, oh yeah. So you know they put them up against them. And uh, at that point, you know, I, he didn't have a, pl- I don't know who is, I think his original plan was to have Sting uh, turn heel in the middle of the match. So then as this all goes down, Hulk Hogan's been off for, at this point, he's probably been off for like s- four months or something like that and doing it in Hollywood. And he sees this and he just calls up Eric Bischoff. After, this is after Eric Bischoff previously has been trying to get him to turn heel. And he calls him and he says, hey, Eric, I'm your I'm your third guy. And fucking Eric Bischoff's like, oh, my God, yes, this is great. Like, this is fucking perfect. Uh, but that being said, Hulk Hogan was really wishy-washy. And like, like I said, it was a big decision for him to make. Because uh, typically when you're a heel back in those days, when you're a heel, uh, and you, or when you go from a face to a heel, your merchandise drops. Like, it wasn't really cool to be a heel back then. Like, when you were a bad guy, people didn't like you. There was, you know, s- some crowd of people that liked it, but not like today. Like, you can make being a bad guy really cool today, where back then it just wasn't. It was fucking, it was well, super. Well, if you're like a bad guy heroes. that's, like, funny. Yeah, but back then there wasn't a lot of mic talk near as well, much as like, it was. So. Well, the difference between back then is now and now is, like, back, sorry. Back <laughs> then is now, boys. <laughs> I'm fucking real, man. <laughs> but, no, the reason why back then the difference between back then and now is back then, if you were a heel and you were a famous heel, 
uh, Ric Flair and you're an asshole and people think it's real. Yeah. They yeah. hate you not only when you're in the ring <laughs> yeah. and on TV. They hate you in if they life. see you out yeah. at the grocery store. <laughs> They'll boo you. They might try to fight you. <laughs> like Ric Flair tells a story all the time. Like people like in bar fights. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't yeah. know if would do that. But like, you know. But you know that's the difference. Nowadays, people aren't going to go up to fucking Braun Strowman and try to fight him. They're not going to go up to Brock Lesnar. And and also, that has to do with you know fucking social media, and you can see other people. Then you didn't fucking know. You just thought you only see that guy on TV, and you don't hear what he does. You have no idea what is like what what who they are exactly. So back then, it was a big decision to go heel. So like they always they thought Hulk, you know, he's going to fucking pull out because you know. His wife didn't want him to fucking, or maybe didn't want him to do it because that could be a lot of money that she loses, basically. And his agent was like completely against it. Like, he did not want him to do it all. And then uh, another wrestler, Kevin Sullivan, uh, actually was the one who ended up convincing him to do it, telling him, you know, you need to go heal, you need to go heal so much that, uh, so they had all this set up. Hulk said he was going to go heal, but Eric Bischoff still didn't fucking know. Like, he still, it was. So back and forth because people were trying to convince him. And he's also, like, at this point, done a shitload of Make a Wish. He was like the John Cena of Make a Wish before John Cena had done all those. Like, so, like, all these kids and people who have been like, I got off of drugs because I started watching you. So, like, just crazy shit like that that he's like, I got to go be a heel. Like, I got to. And then, like, his kids, you know, went to school and he was like, I'm a hero to my kids. Like, this is going to fucking be insane to do this. So, but I mean, he, he. Decided he was going to go against all that, but they still weren't sure. So Kevin Sullivan literally had Hulk Hogan stay the night at his house. <laughs> really? Because he awesome. lived a mile from the fucking arena. And he, but he was, so, he was so worried about him changing his mind last second. He had him and his agent stay the night. And still, like, one hour into the show, Bash of the Beach is going on. One hour in, Hulk Hogan's not there. Eric Bischoff is still, like, this guy could pull out any second. And at the last second, they were going to pull Sting, and they were going to have him turn on the crew in the middle of the match. Uh, but, and I'm, I, I've heard a couple of different stories, but I like to believe the story of, like, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall didn't even know that he was going to come out until he was at the arena and the ref told him. Because they were literally in the match, and the announcers are going, you know, they're, uh, oh, we've heard that the third man is here now. We've heard that the third man is here now. So, he finally shows up. He tells Eric Bischoff he's ready to go. And uh, they're like, all right. So, he goes out there. Fucking, the match is going, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Then, the good guys, the WCW, three on, it's a three-on-two match because they march out there and it's still three-on-two. Uh, and then, the WCW starts taking over. But then, the ref turns away. Kevin Nash, fucking low blow to Randy Savage. <laughs> Fuck goes yeah. to the fucking ground. And then all of a sudden Hulk Hogan comes out, and at this point you're thinking like, oh, oh well, here he comes, and the, the crowd was actually yeah, like, yeah, and he was like, ah, because he's coming to save the day. Yeah. He just low blowed Randy Savage. He fucking low blows him, comes out there, and then the outsiders even get on the outside of the ring, and they're like, you know, acting like they're fucking scared. And then he just fucking rips off his shirt, looks around, fucking poof, Hulk Hogan leg drop on fucking Macho Man Randy Savage for the fucking biggest heel turn in history to me. I mean, just fucking... Because, like I said, until that point, he'd been fucking wrestling for, like, fucking 40 years, and he'd never been a bad guy. He'd been the red and yellow Hulk Hogan. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. He's been he's been the fucking hero. He's been the Superman for him to fucking just... Like, and I mean, the announcer, even Dusty Rhodes is fucking... You just sold your soul to the devil, boy! Fucking... 
uh, I mean, it was just, it was just insane. I mean, I mean, like, obviously, you know, probably people thinking these guys were fucking, no, they weren't even fucking alive then. Guess what? I was, I actually was fucking born then. I was one, or not even one yet, but guess what? I can fucking watch through history, okay? Uh, so fuck you, if you're thinking that. But, it, I mean, just, uh, it was the start of a fucking, you know, the 82 weeks that they were ahead of, uh, WWE, really. I mean, it was the beginning of it before it all took off. And then fucking, you know, cuts a fucking promo at the end, just fucking, if you guys want to hear what I have to say, you need to shut your mouth. Oh, I mean, I just, God. You know, I, I honestly forgot how much I loved Hulk Hogan until I started getting back into this, and I was like, God, he was just so fucking good. Like, just watching him, he's just... He really was. He's just a he- fucking... I mean, he was just the fucking crowd favorite. Like, he's just fucking... Everybody loved him. Like I said, red and yellow, red and yellow, until he fucking decided to fucking turn it, and it just... Uh, that's why I was just like... It just elevated him. Because, I mean, then it became cool to be a bad guy, and then the... F- and also, let's... You know, I love Sting. Great. But Sting in the NWO, it just didn't make sense because Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, been at WWE for years. Sting hadn't been at WWE. Like, how can you say that, you know, he's WWE? Like, so, you know, given the outside persona and you give Hulk Hogan, who literally is fucking head to toe WWE before he got there, uh, it was perfect. It was a perfect choice. Uh, And I think that it definitely did everybody's career better i mean for sure like it elevated the nwo would have not been it would have been a good group i think with sting but no see sting couldn't because he was not a mic guy here's the thing with sting he's not a mic guy sting was a huge star without the nwo the, yeah the transition from surfer sting to fucking to the crow, crow yeah. sting oh yeah was the biggest thing he did and he didn't need the nwo the nwo should have probably stayed them three yeah, maybe a couple people, but I, for the most I'm part, well, there's a Sting could have. That's a whole nother like. Fucking Sting should have been a solo. He should have been a singles guy because he was more of an antihero. He was in that like same category as Stone Cold. You don't know if he's a good guy or yeah. bad guy. He just kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. It don't matter who you are. You can get it. Yeah, no, I think that that definitely. Uh, like I said, it just wouldn't have worked. Hulk Hogan was literally the perfect person to do it. Uh, I mean, as far as being a fucking, the biggest hero in fucking wrestling history ever, and then to fucking just crumble ever. I mean, people were fucking rioting. Like, they were literally throwing shit. Fucking Mean Gene got hit in the fucking nose with a beer can. His nose started bleeding, and fucking, and like an interview, Hulk Hogan's like, I told Mean Gene, like, you need to get out of here, brother. Like, like it's fucking, it's getting rough in here. Like, we might riot. Because, I mean, they were just filling up the ring with trash. And, I mean, you got, like, grown men just, I can't believe you do that. I can't believe you would do that. Just fucking go, ah, uh, um, it was it was a fucking crazy time, and I mean, like I said, it literally with that W, yeah, you know, a lot of people like to say, and probably someone had to, the NW might have torn WCW down eventually, but guess what? They wouldn't have gotten to where it was without them. Okay, uh, if you want to blame anybody, you can take it to Eric Bischoff for overexpanding the NWO because he. At one point, you know, had a vision. He wanted to be red and white and make it its own brand almost, which is hard to make out of a group of wrestling. So he did a little too much there. But, you know, uh, I mean, like I said, it was it was a hell of a year. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. The NWO, they definitely 
it was so big for like those three years where WCW was actually taking it to yeah, yeah. WWE that I think he got let it get to his head where it's like the NWO is the thing make thing that's most popular. It's got to be all NWO. Yeah, yeah, they had to just they were shoving it down your throat. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they've had their own pay-per-view names and it just and those don't really usually work, even the rock bottom. It's just like it's not I get you want to put all your chips into one basket, but you don't have to make it be known of like you're actively being like, "Oh, it's an NWO pay-per-view. Who do you think's going to fucking win?" Like, you know what I mean? Just so like they just went a little too far with it, but I mean, WCW would have never, in my opinion, would have never went on a fucking 83-week run of being the number one in ratings if Hulk Hogan doesn't turn heel and join the NWO. I don't think it happens. Oh, I agree. I just don't And if uh, it wasn't like letting the the prisoners run the prison, (laughs) that's what it was. Yeah. Like, Eric Bischoff wasn't fucking, he was just smiling and. Like He's just him. a good, I mean, he had good ideas, and, like, he had bad ideas, like anybody else. Uh, ask Paul Heyman, you know they what I mean? He definitely needed a Vince McMahon. Eric was not. Yeah. He was, like, a Teddy Long, if I can, he's, like, a showman. That's, and then, like, behind the scenes, like, I don't know. I just think, I think they let the NWO get a little too. Uh, they went ab- overboard. They forgot they about WCW. Did. You know what I mean? They forgot about like. Yeah, you've got to have stuff other than the NWO, yeah. like and especially when it's red and white. Like that's just dumb. Oh, and then you, you that was whenever the uh, wasn't there the the Latino World Order? Yeah, there still the is the Blue World Order. Yeah, Blue Meanie. That was a just complete joke. But like the red NWO and the black. I, used to, I remember having like a red fucking sting and a white sting as a, as a fucking action figure. I had a shirt. It had a red wolf <laughs> with a red, with a, like, sting's face with the red fa- paint. Dude, I thought it was so fucking sick. I mean, it just, uh, like I said, it just, they took it a little too far, but as far as heel turn, I mean, it was, you couldn't ask for better. And I mean, you just fucking, he wrote it. I mean, it revitalized his career, because if he goes red and yellow, he's all right. And he's still one of the best, obviously, but it's just uh, a heel change for a guy that hasn't done it in, in forever. And it wasn't like, you know, like people say, like, I want John Cena to do that now. And I'm like, well, he's not wrestling full time. So if he was wrestling full time for like five years and he turned heel, I could do it. But like, he's not going to turn heel and then come back as a heel. Nobody's going to return and be a heel immediately if you're not going to be in wrestling for a while. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, but, you know. Uh, that being said, um, yeah, I mean that's uh, you know that's the fucking that's the ins outs the stories of fucking Hulk Hogan turning heel. Uh, I think this was a pretty good, uh, pretty good episode. Watched uh, a lot of fucking wrestling. I'm trying to, th- I'm you know honestly I've been on the fence. Uh, you know I'll let you if you want to decide. I was thinking either the next topic we should do is either one, Undertaker streak. Or two, the Shawn Michaels Triple H feud in the early two thousands. Cause that that's one of my favorite fucking rivalries of all time. I mean, we could kind of we could probably tie them in because they kind of go both go into each other. 
we could go through every single one of Undertaker's matches and just really focus on those two and kind of time in together. Cause they, you know what I mean? Probably do a do a like a hour and a half, two hour episode on that. Go through each match. We can rewatch all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <coughs> like I said, the fu- that's one of my favorite fucking feuds of all time. And obviously, Undertaker's streak of how many great matches he had. Oh, I've got a lot to say about how he <laughs> lost. Got a lot to say. <laughs> it uh. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh I don't know we'll we'll figure out one of those maybe both of them I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I look forward to uh, doing some more fucking wrestling research. It make research makes me watch wrestling more, older wrestling that I haven't watched in a while. So, um, I've enjoyed it. It's been a good night. Went pretty well. And um, you got any last regards there? Uh, no, I, uh, I think... If you look at Hulk Hogan's heel turn, it was like the first time a major superstar went against the grain and completely flipped and turned into a bad guy. I mean, whenever Hulk Hogan, I mean, if you think about it, when he first came back to WWE, if you thought looked like looked into that, he came back and the crowd was like, you know, ch- clapping for him, cheering for him, because he came out looking like Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, he could just fucking and, do But, like, he came out, and they were cheering for him, and he started talking, and, he, you know, he, he thought he was a good guy. Then he, like, like, you people turned your back on me. <laughs> yeah. And that's when him and The yeah. Rock started uh, Which, feuding. God damn, he could fucking... I mean... That fucking match for as old as he was, and fucking... That was a good match. That was one of my favorite matches of all time. Just the fucking star power. I mean, you had fucking Hollywood Hulk Hogan coming back to face the fucking Rock at that time, just... No, so, but I, what I was saying was, like, uh, if you look at Hulk Hogan's heel turn, it changed what made wrestling possible. You never know at any time your hero can turn into yeah. the villain, the bad guy, the guy you boo, uh, and it'll st- and it'll hurt you deep. Like, there, were, I remember so many times where, like, a, a, a crazy heel turn happened that I was just like, oh, my God. Like, whenever Batista, like destroyed Rey Mysterio yeah. and turned heel it fucking broke my heart and that's a lot of that stuff is because Hulk Hogan yeah if Hulk Hogan was able to turn heel being the biggest superstar ever I mean the rock was heel face heel face stone cold for the most part fucking was just like kind of like anti-hero like sting he just kicked everyone's yeah. ass he'd fight anybody I don't Only th- when he aligned himself with Vince McMahon was he like a real heel. Kind Absolutely. Of I think that one of my favorites too is like whenever people. Didn't he turn on him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I like whenever like uh, when a bad, like a a bad guy group turns on somebody. Like when Evolution turned on fucking Randy Orton when he won the title and he was lifted high up and he's like, yeah, he won the title. And they he did the thumbs down and Batista fucking dropped him. See, that's one that's like crazy because I mean, you hate Evolution entirely. Like if you're around that area and then you see Randy Orton get dropped and you're like, fuck you. So like a heel turn of them to their own guy makes a guy a face, which, you know what I mean? That's what happened to Randy Orton, which Randy Orton's he's good either way. He's a good heel. He's a good face. Uh, what? You know, Batista. 
with the fucking heel turn, or not really the heel turn, but that that heel turn is said, and then him turning from a heel to a face when he did the old thumbs down to Triple H <laughs> when he wanted him to go to SmackDown. He's like, "Come on, go to SmackDown. You can win the title there. I'll win the title there. We'll be, you know, we'll, we'll both be champions." And he took it, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was awesome." Fucking power bomb through that desk. I mean, before that, I mean. I mean, I honestly, turning heel in the '80s and shit was bad for people's brands because that's what I'm saying. That's why you're like, a fucking superhero. You can't like yeah. become a bad guy. That's why he was like so the biggest fucking superstar. That made storytelling in WWE and wrestling in general like vaster because like you can tell a story because like some people the sympathetic bad guy where it's like I understand what you're doing. Yeah. You've been fucked over. <laughs> you got screwed, and now you're just on a rampage. <laughs> It's not really you. That stuff is because you go of from that. like getting cheered and then you fuck off. Dude, Brock Lesnar had a hell of a turn. Oh god, from heel to face. That's yeah, a, and, and he did it well because it, like, he did the. He's like the opposite of Hulk Hogan. He's yeah, a absolutely. fucking bad guy his entire career, and then he fucking like s- starts talking. He doesn't have Paul Heyman. You're That's like, who the point. fuck's this guy? That's a good point. He really honestly, did. Brock Lesnar to me, and he's actually better. He as does it. not get enough respect as the WWE wrestler he is, as far as worker and what he. I had takes. to eat my words because I remember when in 2013, around the time when he beat Undertaker, around yeah. that time, I was like, "Yeah, he's a part timer. He's yeah. not going to be fight. And he then he's fighting ten years yeah. later. I mean, so like, I have to g- I have to give him my respect. He fought for a long time. He was a good champion. It's just a fucking great ch- dominate. <laughs> Great champion. Great champion. One of the best. Brock Lesnar. What a champion. I'd have him on my panel. Wow. What a champion. Dude, they almost have... You know, this is not wrestling related, but the fact that the Raiders almost have 50 points and it's not even the end of the... Th- they yeah. were up 49 nothing at one point. 49 nothing. That guy needs to get fired. But that, you know, that'll be, that'll be, that's another time. Another podcast. You gotta listen to that one. That was just a preview. Anyway, we've had a good time here talking fucking wrestling with y'all tonight. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, like I said, it's either gonna be the fucking streak. Uh, at one point, before the Royal Rumble, because the Royal Rumble, I think, is January I think 29th. the streaks are good at next episode. I'm uh, down with that. And before the Royal Rumble, we're gonna have a history of the Royal Rumble uh, podcast as well. I just want to go through some of you know, the best Rumbles we've watched, the best returns. The Royal Rumble is just a great event. It never fucking fails. Uh, and then, we, you know, also... We should start... We should watch them from the first we one. Should. We should watch every single one. Every time you come over, we have we to watch, watch a Royal couple. Rumble. We only watch the Rumble. I'd be down for that. Take notes. I'd be down for that. I know we already... We watched that... We've watched a couple already. When we were in fucking Remember Texas. Remember Greg the Hammer we Valentine. Fucking, uh, watching... No, in Texas, whenever we went to, we watched another one too, where they had the f- they had the I think it was the same one where was it uh, Owen Hart? No, oh, no, no, it was uh, who won that one? It was Batista. It was I think it was Batista and John Cena fucking threw oh, each other and out. Oh, Vince yeah. McMahon towards class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, one. we'll talk about that, and then yep. you know, with the Royal Rumble coming up soon, we're gonna do uh, you know a Royal show so maybe we can uh, we'll probably get a couple people on for that maybe you know fucking tom cornelius if he wants to you know uh fucking join us via phone or something uh we'll get luke back in here um but that being said we do we should have another war room episode coming out we're gonna try to do one monday tuesday we're gonna see if we can get mr luke back on here with some fucking i just want him to tell that story he told the other day that was fucking insane uh so if you want to know what that's about you gotta fucking get back on here and watch the other shows anyway this is me that's him. 
we're out. You got anything to say before I close it out? <laughs> As I say, <laughs> to be the man, you gotta be the man. So, Ric Flair for you. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>